Hello, this is Skylar Bath with Motif. This is Between the Notes. Today we have Hillary Jones interviewing with us, and it was a pleasure interviewing with her. We would like to thank the parlor for having us and always welcoming us. So stay tuned and listen up. Hello, and we're back with another interview. This time we have Hillary Jones, though. How are you doing today? Doing all right. Doing all right. Good, good. I, like I was just saying to you before, it's the other way around now. Mm. You have somebody interviewing you, mm-hmm. you know, a little different. Yeah, I'm going to, I mean, it's going to be like Jeopardy. I'm going to answer everything with a question. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah. You know, we love it. Yeah. Uh, so you and I have known each other for a long time now. A minute, yes. Just for one, one of them, one yeah. minute. <laughs> um, I, it's different. I feel like I've, we've known each other for like, what, 10 years Probably, yeah. Yes, I would say Cra- 10 years. Crazy times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the last year has been even crazier. So Yes. But, you know, it's always nice to be here at the parlor and seeing all this live music happen. So <laughs> I, I've been enjoying it. It's been a fun time for me. I, I was at uh, the previous performance. I was just saying, like, this is the first time I've seen anyone perform yeah. in a place. It's weird. In a minute. Yeah, in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a weird time, though. I remember the first one that I, that I did um, here at the parlor, watching mm-hmm. a performance. I was like, this is really cool, but really weird yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Uh, so let's start off and be like, how did you get into midriff? Mm. No. Well, <laughs> that's complicated. So so basically, <laughs> I, I listen to a lot of podcasts. And I so if you look at my like podcast feed, I, li- I follow probably 200 different podcasts. Good I've just you. been like... I don't know what it is. It's it. I just like listening to people talk. I don't know. It's weird. Um, so it's something I've been thinking about doing for a while. Wasn't really sure what to do. Uh, I had been running Riot, which was uh, previously known as Girls Rock Rhode Island, for about ten years, and was transitioning out of that role. And it seemed like I might have more time to do something like that. And it seemed in line with some of the work that I was going to be doing. Um, and I, I decided to just like interview folks, uh, cis women, trans, non-binary folks about their experiences with music and music gear because those are things that I care about. It is highly niche. I'm aware of that. (laughs) Um, But you know what? I'm highly niche. I don't know what I'm talking about. No, no, that is the way to look at it, though. You know, like, this is me and this is what you're getting. It's a great way to look at it. Uh, For people that don't know, Midriff is a podcast, as we just heard, and it is all about gear and how people do it and why they do it. Da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It is a pretty fun podcast. You just had, I think it was Rachel that was just on it, correct? Uh, Rochelle Rosen. There you go. Rosencrantz, yep, who is a local luthier. She's awesome. Uh, But internationally known. Yeah. to rock a microphone and to make guitars, which is even cooler. Like, yeah, I work- wish I knew how to make yeah, a guitar. Yeah, yeah. She's like worked <laughs> with Kaki King, been you know yeah. featured in a lot of re- magazines. Was like did some show with Anthony Bourdain called Raw Craft. Um, crazy. Yeah. Like, I wish I knew how to build a guitar. Me too. Maybe one day. One day. <laughs> but now asking you this, this might be a weird one. Who's your favorite person you've ever interviewed? Oh, I can't answer that. You know that. Oh, uh, but you can. <laughs> I can't. I cannot answer that question because they're all fabulous in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's interesting because there are some very 
similarities across stories, mm -hmm. but then there are some interesting differences, and I appreciate oh, yeah. hearing the differences in perspective from folks, um, which might be related to their identity, it might be related to their stage in uh, as, as a musician yeah. or in their craft, um, but yeah, all of the stories are awesome. Um, and they're all like little snowflakes. Oh, they so are. All unique in their different ways. <laughs> uh, so now let's get into a little bit about your music. Mm -hmm. uh, you are in a band. And I know it's very sad. You guys haven't performed in like a year because of COVID. It's true. But Me and everyone else. I, I know. Mean, almost. Almost, yes. <laughs> but how long have you and your band been together? So, so the band that I'm in right now is called Alpha Error, um, and by that I mean, so we are technically not probably going to be performing as Alpha Error again because our singer Rosie, who's fabulous, um, ended up moving to Chicago uh, over the summer, and so we will be um, reforming when we actually get in. We were literally like having texts. We're like, "What are we gonna do?" Um, so we're we're <laughs> now that we can finally have practice again, hypothetically, in another month yeah. or two. Um, yeah, we're just we're gonna be reforming with the new singer and um, having some new music. So that's that's the plan. That's exciting. Yeah, you know it's gonna be a whole new world in two months, or hopefully, fingers oh, crossed. I cannot even imagine. I know, right? Yeah. And you know it's getting warmer out too, mm -hmm. so people can go outdoors and mm -hmm. all that. But so tell me about your experience as a leading girls rock. Um. It was probably one of the most important things that I've done in my entire life. Uh, and yeah, I just feel very, very lucky to have been uh, able to be surrounded by so many amazing volunteers, amazing campers, uh, and just to watch the, the process of folks trying something really hard and potentially scary, or maybe if you're 11 years old, it's not that scary. You're like, whatever, I'll do whatever. Um, but some youth, some adults, but people getting into playing music in, an, um, in a new way and um, challenging themselves and creating really amazing music um, and learning new things. And just being in that space with those people, um, it's real, 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 real nice. <laughs> Yeah, and from a personal experience, it, it really is. It's a whole kind of new world. You know, I even I was a camper there at one point in time. Uh, it was a really cool experience to be in this room that other people were empowered by the same exact thing. Now, saying that, how do you think people that aren't in camp, that are in today's world get empowered like how are ways that you can be empowered um you know i think part of it's, empowerment is an interesting word because you can break it down into a number of things into um the ability to make choices for yourself the ability to advocate for yourself the ability to uh advocate for your community uh and your needs and I think part of that is being able to understand what those needs are uh, individually, and you have to be in a space that sort of allows that that is, that allows you to have your needs met to the degree that you can even go there, right? Mm -hmm. Like you, a lot of people are just if you're, it's like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? Like if you're constantly like, I don't know what I'm going to eat or I'm, if I'm going to be safe, you can't focus on some of that other stuff. And so I think getting to the level of empowerment requires. Um, more than just like an individual feeling good about themselves, mm -hmm. it's about creating a community that is helping support that um, as well. And how do you think we can build up that community more? Because yes, there is riot, but there's so many other people who either don't know about it or want to know more 
or, or just don't have the tools? Um, I mean, so I, <laughs> there's we could get into uh, lots of stuff <laughs> around this, but uh, I, you know, I would say systemic change is what really needs to happen. This, there's change that needs to happen at each level, at the individual level, at the interpersonal level, people interacting with each other, at the community level, um, in organizations and churches and schools, yeah. the ways that those organizations work together, and then at the public law and policy level media level, all of those things need to change. And they all interact with each other in different ways. And, um, you know, so I think there's ways that we as individual people can help make those change changes um, in, in those spaces, but there's ways that we could work together to make those changes as well around um, uh, racism, sexism, uh, cissexism, et cetera. All the isms. All the isms, yes, <laughs> every ism. Uh, so, you have done a lot of work with communities to do this, and we're only getting baby steps more. <laughs> uh, do you feel like Rhode Island's a good place that that stuff has happened? Um, I think that, well, so, so uh, girls rock camps exist around the world, right? Um, and there are different challenges that happen in that work in different places. Um, so for example, folks who are doing that work in the South, um, the ways that they have conversations around what feminism is, for example, or um, you know, conversations around trans rights looks different than it does here. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, that's that's just one example. There are many. Um, but yeah, I think that that that, <laughs> that Rhode Island is a great place to do that work because a lot of folks are already on board with the idea of change. But maybe part of what one of the things that we need to do is to implement it, and also because of the small scale that we're, we exist in, um, we're able to make change. Uh, in a, I would <laughs> hypothetically, we're able to make change <laughs> more easily because of the um, proximity that we have to each other. Yeah, and do you feel like uh, your music helps to make this flow a little bit more, make that change a little bit more known? I mean, I don't know if my music does, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but I, I, you know, I guess for me now, I was having this conversation with somebody the other day. For me, performing music is really um, I, I like to play, like I feel most powerful when I am performing music, uh, when I am on stage playing, like more so probably than anywhere else in my life. And, and I think that there is a visceral experience that one has when they're performing music because of not only the, the physical nature of it, the emotional nature of it, and then the shared nature with the community, which eventually we'll hypothetically have again. Um, <laughs> but I think that not not just my music, but I think everybody, everyone's music has the potential to do that, uh, to make change individually and collectively. Yeah, and I, I think that we're stepping in the right direction of getting that change more and more. We might get to step back a couple times this year, but you know, <laughs> but I feel like everyone's trying to get their feet back to the ground because yeah. everybody kind of got swept off real quick. And I think that this change is progressively happening and I think that's a really good thing. And I think music is a very big factor of that. Uh, I feel like so many m people are coming out with different genres of music nowadays than ever that it's a really cool thing. And in their lyrics, it's like storytelling and things like that, which is one of my favorite things about music <laughs> is it's storytelling. Mm -hmm. uh, so going to all the music, what do you miss most about not seeing your band and not being able to make that music with them? Well, it's funny because I feel like I've been sitting in a basement for a year, basically, <laughs> uh, talking to people through the internet, 
either through interviews or through workshops like or things like that. The one thing your parents told you not to do. Don't Ye- talk to random people on the internet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's my job now. Sorry, mom and dad. Um, so, so yeah, so that's, I've just been literally sitting in my basement by myself and, and so I miss obviously the connection with other people. It's funny too, because I've been, I running, um, running riot. I had, uh, it was a all encompassing of my life and my work. Um, and I'd be spending a lot of time near guitars, but not actually able to play them <laughs> because I'd be writing a grant. Um, so, <laughs> so with my new role, which is a little bit more flexible and, um, I've been thinking a lot about music and playing music a lot uh, and and thinking about sound a lot. Uh, and so I'm excited to get back in the same room to be able to sort of like reimagine what our new, our, our band is going to sound like yeah. in this new space, in this new world. Um, and I think one of the things that's nice, that not nice, but one of the one of the benefits of this last year is that people are finding these new ways to connect mm-hmm. that didn't exist before and um, has forced creativity in some ways um, as well. Yeah, 100%. And I feel like once people can actually reconnect again, I feel like more creativity will even happen more because right. it everyone's going to be seeing people. You're going to be actually being able to jam with them for a little while. Like I was, I was talking to somebody about how what's going to happen when this is all done and everybody's just going to be like, Bleh! like it's just like, yeah. you, it's like when you've been like sick and then you feel, you know, you get well again and you feel like you're just like, your mind is exploding because you feel yeah. so good. I feel like that's what our entire summer and fall are going to be oh, like. Oh yeah, it's, it's going to be wild yeah <laughs> i'm like i don't know if fun is the right word but wild is i think it's gonna be fun you think so i i hope you're right i think i hope it's both wild and fun <laughs> wildly fun yes uh yeah I, I feel like i haven't been working with a lot of people like i usually have because i usually have people coming in and out of the music studio and everything mm-hmm. else but i've been containing it so much mm-hmm. because of everything that's been going on in the world uh but i feel like I'm going to be able to work with so many different people. And I feel like you and your band might be able to do that as well because mm-hmm. of that. And yeah. so many new shows and venues and <laughs> like, it's just going to be, it's going to be a crazy time, but I'm so ready for it. Yeah. Uh, so saying that with everything, what do you think's going to come out of that? Like you're saying crazy time, more music, new bands, new solo artists, like what's going to come out of that? Boy, I, I think that there that there's been this experience of folks. Um, I think that th- th- this has sort of functioned in two ways. The people that I know who are musicians mm-hmm. either have gotten just like wildly productive, <laughs> where they're just creating, creating, creating all of this stuff. Um, and if they don't have a family, they're maybe able to work in a pod, or maybe if they don't, their risk tolerance is higher. They're <laughs> able to work with their pod in their band, and they're like, "We've got three new albums, blah." Uh, <laughs> and then <laughs> there's other people like me who, you know, maybe are in a band with someone who has a child who's also in mm-hmm. a school that's different from their school, and so they can't be in a band, be in a room together. Yeah. Uh, and then that's kind of starting over a little bit as well. So I think that there are two ways that that might end up going for people, um, and I'm excited to see how that works. I feel like that people will be just so excited and energized to be able to be out in the world again that that, that is going to be, I think that's going to be the major shift. Yeah, I, I agree with that 100%. And I also feel like a lot more outdoor venues are going to become a thing as well. Like people are just going to yeah. be popping up stages left and right, which I wouldn't mind at all. That'd be pretty nice, to be honest. I mean, as long as I don't have to do sound at them, that's fine. <laughs> I feel like a lot of sound engineers feel the same exact way. (laughs) 
I feel like a lot of those companies that like rent out sound gear and mm-hmm. stuff are going to be totally sold out for yeah. a little while. And yeah. you know, it'll be a fun thing. It'll be a cool thing yeah. uh, to do, you know, and everybody's just going to have like hula hoops. You're going to oh, be yeah. like off, like <laughs> given a hula hoop that is like attached to your waist and that's how far you can move. That would be awesome. Yeah. And that is a great idea. Thank you for telling me that I one. think someone needs to work on that. <laughs> I do too. I believe it can. Why don't you do it? I've got nothing but time. Let's do it. <laughs> Go in your basement. Make a cool Just hula hoop. fashion myself some hula hoops. It's going to be great. Uh, Check out my Etsy store. Ex- oh, there you go. Yeah. Look at that. Promote it right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so looking at your Instagram, your Instagram's a cool one for Midriff. Now, you got a new piano? Like, it's pedal a ch- board? It is my child's piano. <laughs> I have a five-year-old. Uh, I don't know if anybody saw Big, but in yes. Big, there's like the, the piano, the foot piano, where they're like dancing on it. It's like a smaller version of that, but you're still very cool. stepping on it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's really it. It's a toy piano that you play on the ground. It looks so cool, though. It's you cool. <laughs> it is not easy to play, but it is cool. <laughs> you made it look like it was like a thing that you ordered and you've been waiting months for. Like. New. It has been sitting in my child's closet. Uh, we occasionally pull it out and use it and then put it away. Reinventing things. Look at you. See hula hoops, pianos that are I your had child's. a melodica out. It, there's I, it really like this part of the, the, We've gotten to the point in the pandemic where I'm like, what else can I do? My brain is exploding. Um, yeah. See, and that's where I became an old lady. I just started crocheting 24 seven. Do it. So yeah, you gotta, you gotta do it. But I really do, uh, love watching your Instagram and all of your, like your cool, like solos that you do and all that. I'm like, this is awesome. It's not a solo as much as a guitar demo sort of. You but know, it is a solo you know, in that I, I am by myself. Solo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you have that part right. I can't. I count it as this really cool riff that you just made up ten minutes ago, and you're that like, I have true. to share it with the world. I just feel it right here. <laughs> I have to share it with the world. 100%. They need to know about this riff that I wrote ten minutes ago. <laughs> it's the best. It really is, though. Come on, give yourself some credit now. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, but and then all your pedals you have, you're like, I'm just made a mess on the floor, but it's fine. There, it's it is a danger zone. <laughs> so there, so she she shreds magazine is this uh, yes. guitar magazine for uh, for cis women, trans, and non-binary folks, and uh, <laughs> they do this riff a day challenge where you like come up with a riff every day for the month of January oh. and post it. And I was doing that. And uh, my sort of challenge to myself was to actually record it in a fancy way, not just on my computer. And by fancy, I mean like use an interface like a real live <laughs> musician. And and then I was like, I'm going to try a different pedal situation every day. And so it was I oh it was goodness. I could have been tangled and caught up there for days on end. It was dan- <laughs> it was very dangerous. I was just talking with um, the gentleman doing the streaming today, and we were just talking about how people never know how to wrap cables. Oh yeah. So. I, I know I you know, do. I know how to wrap <laughs> cables. It just means that I actually have to do it. Exactly. That is the big <laughs> point. Yeah, I was talking about the first time that I ever did a live uh, performing stuff. Uh, I did not know how to wrap cables mm-hmm. at all. And so I wrapped them, and then the guy came back over and rewrapped every single cable. <laughs> and I was like, that, is, that was a learning curve for me right there. <laughs> I have gotten in fights with people about cable wrapping on more than one occasion. I think that is a common Someone wants thing. to throw down. I'm, uh, I'm ready. <laughs> You're like, I'm ready. I got my cables in That's each right. fist. Uh, 
<laughs> but I feel like that's a common thing with musicians that nobody really knows. It's like the side that nobody ever sees. Mm, don't talk about it. Yeah. Shh, exactly. It. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a true thing. I wonder if people are going to get mad at that once people can actually go and perform again, or if they're just like not no one knows care. how to wrap cables anymore because they haven't gone yeah. anywhere. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Come on, guys. Time is ticking. Start learning again. Yeah. Look it up on YouTube. <laughs> um. So I know that you have been learning and learning and learning all your interfaces and everything. What kind of interface do you use? I use that little buddy over there, the Focusrite 2i2. Yeah. Um, the one that is that we're recording on right now. Yeah, yeah the industry standard for Industry everybody. standard. I know. I was thinking <laughs> I will probably end up getting a 18i20 or Look whatever at, at some go. point. Well, I feel like I should be able to record more than one thing at a time <laughs> uh, or more than two things at a time because it's going to be mean, an issue at some point. But some point or another, you know. <clears throat> I know. It's okay mm -hmm. for right now. <laughs> you know, it, so part of, I will say one portion of starting the podcast was honestly for me to force myself to learn how to record. That is um, a good, and good thing to know. podcast <laughs> is a nice baby step to learning how to record because you're, it is simple in that you're just recording two sounds yeah. oftentimes they're like two two tracks at a time um you don't have to learn <laughs> the eq piece of it is a little bit different or a lot less complicated yeah. um so yeah so i i uh I, I think it worked i don't know what i'm doing entirely <laughs> but i uh i'm excited about it and i feel like i've got the, the major functions sort of figured out which is always good major functions work well uh have you ever thought about streaming your interview that you have done with somebody I have I have thought about doing that and there are a lot of folks actually so there's I'm not the only music gear podcast there are many and many <laughs> of them do that and I think what happens is people get sick of editing and so they're like you know what I'd like to do I'd like to live stream this and then I don't have to edit it uh and then <laughs> because as you know, yes. and I know because you edit my podcast yeah. and the interviews, uh, that it just takes a lot of time. And, oh, yeah. Um, and yeah, if you do it live, then you don't have to edit it down. Or you, you can edit it down, but yeah. it's maybe you would be less attentive to it because of that. Exactly. And that's kind of what, what we do here, too. This yeah. goes into an audio, and then I go edit it. Yeah. <laughs> Part of it is yeah. I was like, I, this is the thing about get, like I, I, I've been on the edge numerous times about starting a YouTube channel, Ooh. but I don't really want to deal with YouTubers. <laughs> I don't want to deal with the comments. Uh, you can turn them off. Just be like all of that. I know I should just do that. Um, and I think that's, that's been part of the thing. I'm like, it would be fun to do that and have yeah. this like be live or whatever, but I am nervous about being on YouTube. I mean, you can always do reviews or demos of guitars. That like is still on YouTube. You're right, though. It is. <laughs> that is, that is the, I think that is the one thing that's holding me up. It is, well, it's skill. There's a lot of skill involved. <laughs> I don't know how to actually record anything, and I definitely am not good with video, but, uh, or graphic needs, any of that. Uh, but <laughs> I could throw something together and put it on YouTube. I just don't want to deal with YouTube. I, I don't blame you. YouTube yeah. is a pain. And then you put it up, and then four days later, it's taken down because copywriting or whatever. Ooh. Yeah, it's a whole nother ball game. I hadn't thought about that. I'm never playing a cover song ever, <laughs> so that's fine. That's I how I, if you asked me to play a cover song right now, I probably couldn't. <laughs> that's how I feel, too, though. Mm. I never feel like it's really your own. It's you true. Know? But, you know, it's always fun to, like, go play, like, a Tom Petty song, but then... Boy, then it's hard. <laughs> you have to learn more more parts of a song. I don't know, like. I'll play two parts of a song, and I'm like, "That's it. We're, <laughs> I'm done now. It's pretty good." <laughs> yeah. Well, 
I really do miss playing out. I have to say that. I actually probably haven't played out in like three years, but oh now that I actually can't, yeah. I it makes it feel worse. worse. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm always behind the scenes with everything. That's yeah. why. Yeah. It's, it's easier that way. You don't, you're not seen by anybody. Yeah. You don't have half the stress on you. <laughs> you can do whatever you need to. <laughs> it reminds me of a little bit of being like um, the stage, like running stage. Like when we yes. run stage, for example, at a, at a, a riot showcase yeah. I would be sitting on the stage and then sometimes something would happen in the middle of the show and I would go like hide behind an amp but I'd have to yeah. hide behind the amp for the entire it's like you're hiding behind the amp it's, but it's kind of fun though it's like hide and go seek it is like can that. anybody see me no <coughs> okay. yeah good spot <laughs> like, it's perfect I remember those days too of you just running up randomly <laughs> in yeah. between things <laughs> plugging someone's jack in a little a <laughs> little further I can't like, hear it better. yeah <laughs> Those, I, my goodness, that feels like forever ago now, doesn't it? What is time? I know. Really, though, I feel like everything's forever ago now, though. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, I hope you enjoyed today. I hope you had a good time. I hope that my interviewing skills were subpar to yours, but... No, not no. possible. Okay. No, right, you're, you're, you're great. Mine are, <laughs> mine are pretty bad, so no, you're, no. you're going to be better. No, no, no. Uh, but yes, but thank you. Thank you very much. This of has been course. a lot of fun, and thank you for editing my podcast of and inviting course. me to be here. Anytime. Yeah. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in, and we hope you have a good day. Thank you for listening. We'd like to thank our sponsors. R1, Blue Cross Blue Shield, Dash, Bolt Coffee, and Trinity Beer Garden. Thank you guys so much. And again, thank you to the parlor for having us. We hope you guys enjoy and listen up for the next one. Have a nice day, guys.